And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative. Just plain right. Making it cool to be a conservative. Um, hey, that was, uh, by the way, you didn't know he's a butterfly farmer, did you? That was. I didn't know he was a butterfly farmer. That is awesome. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, what? How you get in that niche environment? I have no clue. But what's your dream, son? What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a butterfly farmer, Dad. I mean, how does that happen? I don't even know. I have no clue. But to walk out into, I don't even know how many butterflies are in a butterfly farm. <laughs> I was going to say hundreds, but maybe that's not oh, that many. I suspect it's more than that. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been down to, uh, um, was it, Bellingrath Gardens, and they have the butterfly house? You ever been oh, to one of those? yeah. I forgot about that. And you that. walk in there, and they're just fluttered everywhere and landing on your shoulder, and it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty crazy. But um, I'd have to take the little man up there to see him. Listen, That'd be awesome. Dude, uh, I, I would suspect that it would be a worth the trip. Oh. So cool. Butterfly farm. That's so cool. Yeah, um, But hey, you know, aside from the fact, uh, let me just say this. On the national level, Alabama is showing up. I'm just saying. And I don't mean that a little bit. On the national level, Alabama is really showing up in a big, big way. So um, you've got Ron DeSantis coming here to give a speech next month um, at a time when people believe he's about to be the, if not one of the front runners to run for president. So it may be that very early in the announcement, we have one of the top candidates coming to a major keynote uh, address here in Alabama. You've got uh, John Wall, uh, who is the chairman of the Alabama Republican Party, who was on the show with us a minute ago, who is now a vice chair of the National Republican Party. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then you've got other stuff that I'm about to go into, like Yellowhammer News has a piece today that just goes back to the fact that I said, I think it was last week or so, that uh, Congressman Mike Rogers, uh, who represents um, uh, the sort of the eastern side, if you will, that kind of running down the length of the eastern side of the state of Alabama, most of it, uh, in Congress. He's one of our, our members of our seven-member congressional delegation. Uh, he is now the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee. Now, folks, that's one of the biggest committees in D.C. That's a highly influential place. And when you're looking at things like, oh, I don't know, we have Fort Rucker, we have Maxwell Air Force Base, we have Redstone Arsenal, we have uh, Anderson Army Depot, and we have, hopefully, very soon, the final announcement on Space Command uh, moving here and making it another major military command basing itself in Alabama. Well, you got the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, the guy who decides things like the budgeting over military and defense issues. So that's very cool. He just uh, quoted here in uh, uh, Yellowhammer News talking about it and saying that, in his opinion, um, the, the nation is figuring out how much Alabama contributes to defense and uh, space and uh, missile defense. He says, when asked about Alabama's future contributions to the national defense industry, Rogers believes the state will also be a major player for multiple reasons. He says since we created Space Force, it's going to take an even bigger role. He also sees us getting more involved in cybersecurity uh, with some great engineering schools here in North Alabama and, of course, at the University of Alabama, Auburn, and Tuskegee. So, yeah, what we're saying there is when it comes to defense, Alabama's showing up big time to include the fact that one of your congressmen is now the chair of one of the biggest, most important committees in D.C. However, then you look at your freshman. All right, you got, you got, you got a freshman U.S. Senator, Katie Britt who's kind of already making a splash. So Katie Britt, here on the show not too long ago, sat in studio with us. She's a freshman Republican senator who just got appointed to the powerful Senate Appropriations Committee. Now, folks, there are about three or four major committees that are considered to be the top-tier committee assignments. Of the seven 
freshman U.S. senators in the U.S. Senate. Britt is the only one appointed to serve on appropriations. And, of course, that's where her former boss, Senator Richard Shelby, was. Uh, what that basically means is Alabama has a seat at one of the most major tables in the Senate also. It just, it's, it's, it's really pretty cool to see where we're headed and what we're getting done as a state with some of our leadership. I got more. When we get back to this break, I'll tell you. Some of it's local. What's happening around here? And I've teased you twice. Who got arrested? I'll tell you about that, too. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative just plain right covering some major ground across the northern half of the great state of alabama i'm talking about way on down south of birmingham up north of huntsville tuscaloosa back to gaston parts of georgia tennessee mississippi all thrown in just for good measure did you give me a who dog on that one i did that was like auctioneer <laughs> speed <laughs> It was. It was fast. What that man Hoot now. All right. Some of those auctioneers that by the way, those aren't real words. They're just they're just making noise. I'm sold. Sold. I knew one of my best friend's dad was an auctioneer. Oh yeah. I've got a buddy who's an auctioneer. And when he's not, when he's just hanging out with you. He's just about as slow a talker. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking now. He'll he'll just say, "Now, Phil, now, now, buddy, I got here's my thinking on this." And he's about the fastest talking, slow talker I've ever met. <laughs> I mean, when he when he gets going though, I mean, I'm having, I'm having, I'm having, I'm sold it, sold it, sold it. And I'm like, well, how did that just happen? What, wow, where did it even come from? This red bulled his tongue and took off. Um, <laughs> How do we get off on this, Boomer? Uh, um, it was your speed. It was the speed of your talking. <laughs> hey, stay tuned. Top of the hour. Uh, we didn't get to do it on Wednesday because I was Lawyer Phil in court that day, but we're going to be having the Grand Council with Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson, top of the hour, 4 o'clock. So stay tuned for that one. We'll catch you during the afternoon drive with it. But let me go back to number two on the Triple Dipper here. Hashtag AL politics. So Alabama politics, what all is happening in political world? I told you about uh, our U.S. delegation. Uh, is really is really just kind of making waves right now. Um, between Senator Tuberville and Senator Britt, they're both on great assignments on different committees. Uh, the um, chairman uh, of uh, House Armed Services is Congressman Rogers. I didn't mention a moment ago, Congressman Adderholt now chairs one of the major subcommittees of House Appropriations. So that's a big deal. And uh, I'm just I'm just telling you, it's 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 pretty crazy how Alabama's leadership is literally in the mix. Now, let's talk about more localized. So former Speaker of the House, Mac McCutcheon. Uh, he was Speaker of the House for, I want to say, six years. Uh, but he was Speaker of the State House 
And, of course, you know, Dale Strong uh, just left the Huntsville County Commission, or the Madison County Commission, uh, to go in, uh, and, and be a, one of our new congressmen. But uh, Congressman Strong being gone, the position had to be filled. Governor Ivey has made her appointment, and her old ally, Mac McCutcheon, is now the chair of the Madison County Commission. Uh, probably one of the most dynamic county commissions in the state, by the way. Uh, I mean, you got uh, the metro area around Huntsville ranked as the 10th fastest growing um, area in the entire southeast United States. One of the top housing markets in the entire United States. Um, pretty dynamic things happening at Redstone, new industry coming out that way. Uh, the rest of the state just looks on and goes, dang. But, you know, Huntsville, good on you. Uh, Madison County, good on you. Madison County Commission chairman now. Uh, Mac McCutcheon. So, so stay tuned. You guys have the former Speaker of the House who knows everybody in Montgomery, knows where all the bones are buried. Of course, they know where his bones are buried, too. So we'll see how that goes. But I think he's going to do well. Um, but speaking of local, story here on 1819 News, dated yesterday. Huntsville City Councilman Devin Keith arrested for shoplifting. I mean, just Really? So Huntsville City, by the way, he's not, he's not been known to shy away from controversy. In the, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But Huntsville City Councilman Devin Keith was arrested Thursday for allegedly shoplifting from a Walmart. Huntsville Police Department arrested Keith Thursday afternoon. He was booked into the Madison County Jail, charged with fourth-degree theft, uh, theft of property amounting to less than $500 or less. Police did not reveal what items he allegedly stole. He's been on the... Huntsville City Council now since 2016, representing District 1. And here's the thing. The guy made national news in 2017 when he claimed, he's, he's black, by the way, when he claimed he was denied service at a Huntsville restaurant because he was there with a professional athlete who had knelt down during the national anthem. Made big stink about it. Uh, when it began to be known to be untrue, he came back and changed the story and said, well, no, what really happened was the waiter didn't give us the level of service that was needed for us to enjoy our time. What? That's two different stories, dude. So you were either A, denied service, or B, maybe you just didn't like the waitress. Anyway, Huntsville City Councilman Devin Keith arrested for shoplifting. We'll see where it goes. No word from him yet that I've seen. Um... Not that he's ever been prone to be shy for saying things he thought fit his agenda. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you heard it a moment ago, big doings, Ron DeSantis coming to Alabama. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, if you want to go to that dinner, it's March the 9th. You can find the tickets on the uh, ALGOP website. They're $250 a person or 400 per couple, so it's not cheap. But it'll be a good dinner. I've been to multiple of these. Um, uh, they are, uh, uh, you know, pretty, pretty amazing events. It'll be a ton of folks there, uh, and so I would encourage you, if you want to see DeSantis speak live and you want to see him speak live early in the potential candidacy for president, there you go. The last story I've got in the hashtag AL politics piece, and, and by the way, Boomer, I think after I do this story, we're going to have to go back to the text lines because the, the balloon thing is still like madness on the text lines. It is. Um, I don't know if y'all are tracking this. Boomer, have you been tracking or have you heard about, this, about the uh, – Alabama Department of Corrections mass release of prisoners. Actually, now that you said it, I think I read something about it maybe yesterday. Yeah, um, it's it's a big deal. So the legislature passed something in 2021 that would, I guess, help alleviate 
the overcrowding of our Alabama prisons? By letting people out of jail early or prison early if they have um, like, I want to say, a year to two years left in their sentence, they can get out early. Well, but by law, they're supposed to notify all the victims of violent crime who might be affected by the person being let out. And yet there were 400 prisoners at one time about to be released on Tuesday of this week. 400? Yeah. Boomer's giving me the look. Yeah. Whoa. 400 prisoners. They're going to release them with ankle monitors. State Representative Jim Hill, who chairs the House Judiciary Committee in Montgomery, um, his comments on, I think it was Yellowhammer News, were that this is a good thing. Really? Jim, come on. It's a good thing, he says, because we're getting them out of jail with an ankle monitor on, so it'll be like supervised probation for a period of time. We'll know where they are. Except that story on 1819 right now is that one of the violent offenders who was let out who committed his crimes in Blunt County, the Blunt County DA called and asked for an update on where his whereabouts. They already don't know where he is. So how'd that work out? And the monitor doesn't stop you from doing something right then. It just kind of maybe tells you where they are. Yeah, if they keep it on. If um, they keep it on. Yeah, and, 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 and granted, it's supposed to be on, and they can tell your proximity to other, you know, anyway, all said and done. If you cut that sucker off and, and head across state lines, uh, you may be four sheets to the wind for they know what's going on. Um, state Representative Chip Brown has already said, story on 1819 News that came out last night, he is uh, apparently a legislator having buyer's remorse over this bill. He says if he could go back again, he would when it comes to the 2021 law that allowed for the mass release of prisoners in Alabama. The bill was first introduced during the 2021 special session on prison construction. He said several lawmakers that supported that bill now say they felt duped and they're throwing Governor Ivey under the bus. He says, if I had to vote for it, I wouldn't because of what we're voting on is not what the governor sold to the legislature, he says. Now, I, first of all, I will say this. Representative Brown, you got to read the freaking bill yourself and, and you got to own it. You voted for it. Just say I was wrong. But now what he's saying, though, and, and by the way, I don't know what the governor's staff represented to them. Probably gave them bullet point sheets and why this is a great idea. He says this was the governor's bill. It was part of her overall package of legislation. And he said if the way it's being implemented is not the way it was sold to the legislature. It's not the way it was sold to the public. It's a bad situation all around. And we're trying to rectify the prison situation by building new facilities. But I think we could have done a better job scrutinizing the people that are being released. And by the way, there's more mass releases scheduled. So let's just keep in mind that not every time you vote on a bill, you wind up loving the outcome. In this case... State Representative Brown said he's one of many Alabama politicos in the midst of hashtag AL politics that wish that they could go back and have a do-over. Well, you don't get mulligans in politics. You get to do, you know, renewal. You haul it up again and you change the law. But um, you also read the bill before you pass it. That's a, always a good plan. Boomer, I got a call. I'll take it because I'm running out of time. No, we're good. All right. Listen, I'm going to turn back over here to the phone lines after we get back from uh, the break. Boomer, take us to the break right now. We'll do that about a minute early. And we'll come right back. And then top of the hour, you're going to want to stay tuned because it's going to get lively. Going to get lively for the Grand Council with Jeff Poor from FM Talk 106.5 and 1819 News and our own Dale Jackson from WVNN and Yellowhammer and me. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Boomer, the text line has gone into madness. <laughs> I can't keep up with it. I'm saying. So, yeah, if you want to text in or call in, the number is the same, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Um, just, I'll just start running down the, the line here. John from Huntsville just texted in regarding the ALGOP dinner with uh, Ron DeSantis' speaker. He says, $250 a ticket. There better be a buffet with fried frog legs and maple bacon donuts. <laughs> uh, uh, we got uh, Noah from Huntsville says, uh, um, by the way, he says, for people uh, wondering about the balloon that's in Alabama, there's a balloon made by a company called Loon LLC designed to provide Internet to places after a natural disaster has taken place. That's, that's very cool. Um, wow. I, I've seen those before. They put them up. It's like a giant Wi-Fi. Uh, they, they hang it up there, and it gives folks connectivity uh, when natural wow. disasters have occurred. Uh, we also, by the way, when I was in Baghdad, we had um, at Camp Victory, which was the, the major base uh, in our area near Baghdad International Airport, they had a giant balloon. Um, it looked like a big blimp, but it was up on a tether, and it just hung up there. But it was a surveillance balloon, and they could they could watch. Largely, what it was for is to watch for the point of origin on uh, on mortar and rocket attacks against the base. Um, Whoa! But of course, yeah. having the balloon up there gave them something to sight on when they were sighting their mortars and their rockets. Got so, it. Anyway, <laughs> um, Badger from Athens uh, talking about the uh, release of prisoners. The guy in Blunt County, he said it was a, it was a guy convicted of murder who was let out with no ankle monitor. But he believes that's uh, that would be wrong. Uh, Doman from uh, Harvest uh, says, uh, looks like the Chicom balloon is going to overfly off at Air Force Base, uh, U.S. Stratcom headquarters, and then Whiteman Air Force Base where the B-2 bombers are based. See? I mean, it's flying over some sensitive areas, man. Yikes. Not to mention our silo country. You know, we got silo farms out there where our, where our nuclear missile uh, strike capability is, is housed. And Anyway... Um, we got uh, new texters. By the way, if you text in for the very first time, make sure you tell us your first name, where you're from, so we can plug you into the system. Um, Bob from Madison says, some time ago there was a university experimenting with very large balloons in the jet stream above the Arctic uh, at altitudes above 120,000 feet. They could carry payloads over 1,000 pounds, stay afloat for weeks. Um, he says, how high is this? Well, the, the height right now we hear, uh, Bob, is uh, about 60,000 feet on this Chinese balloon. Um, so yes, uh, F-22s can still reach it. Uh, and, um, and he says, and I agree, Bob from Madison says, I say, shoot it down, recover the payload, you know, snag it with a plane. Like they recovered those film packages from early satellite. Anyway, yes, I agree. Um, go find out what's on it and then make them buy it back from you. <laughs> uh, Gina from Athens says, my parents think the Chinese balloon could be carrying a virus. Is that possible? Anything's possible. Just like you go crop dusting, you can spray anything from anywhere. Um, I think the question is what's up there, but I think right now what they believe is that it's some type of sensing device, uh, whether it be for signals, uh, whether it be monitoring um, you know, uh, the capabilities of the uh, – there was one theory I saw that said they, they could very well be monitoring the ability to uh, have um, cell phone you know, uh, capabilities in and around our Air Force bases. Uh, there's also the possibility that it uh, – is testing for future EMP, uh, you know, electromagnetic pulse bombs that could take out key infrastructure. Who knows? Then again, it may just be testing weather patterns. But even still, you're floating a freaking Chinese communist balloon that's the size of three Greyhound buses with a payload and it's navigable, which means somebody's driving it. 
So what the heck? Uh, Jenny from Decatur says, Anthony Blinken's afraid to go to China. Yeah, there you go. Brian from Huntsville says, around the world in 80 days. Jules Verne. Is Jackie Chan on the balloon? <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Um, Scott from Somerville says, shouldn't we have the ability to capture the balloon and bring it down to study? Yes, I believe that is absolutely within our realm. Um, I mean, if we can put a man on the moon, surely we could shoot down a freaking balloon and study whatever's in it. Uh, I don't know how they do it. Um, do they go ahead and, and you know, just, just pop it, and then when it hits the ground, go study what you got? Or do you... Do you light that sucker up uh, slowly and see if it'll just deflate and come down over time? I don't know. Um, anyway, Scott from Somerville, thanks for the text. Sid from Hartzell, Biden cannot allow our people to shoot it down without China's okay because his family's in bed with the Chinese. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, John from Brownsboro, it's like someone's going to your house and checking the medicine cabinet. Yes, having their balloon over our turf is wrong. Um so the text line folks are just are full. And I, and I, I listen, I, we could not do the show without you guys. And uh, so what's going on with this balloon? Well, right now it is, uh, uh, it's literally the top story on, um, uh, you know, multiple channels right now. If you look at uh, foxnews.com, it is still, I believe, the number, yeah, it is. Balloon backlash is the story on foxnews.com. White House reveals why Biden has not brought down the Chinese spycraft. Well, Pray tell, what would that reason be? They said they're keeping all the options on the table regarding the Chinese spy balloon. Although Biden is following strong recommendations from defense officials not to shoot it down due to safety of the people on the ground. Okay, but when you knew about it over Alaska, and when you knew about it over the, the, the plains, and when you knew about it over the unpopulated areas of Montana and Wyoming, I'm just saying. Now, I tell you what, the... I will say this. While I think it's no laughing matter in general, I've seen some funny stuff about this. So, Boomer, Eric Swalwell, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Eric Swalwell, who had an affair, like had an unknowingly had an affair with a Chinese agent. Her name was Fang Fang, believe it or not. I mean, All right. that just almost sounds like a comedy script. but Yes. So, Swalwell and Fang Fang. And Fang Fang. Had a thing going on. And I saw on online somebody did a manufactured or a meme of the balloon, and it said like, "What's it up there for?" And it has an imagery on the side of it that said, "Fang Fang, you know, hearts Eric." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a love note. It's a love. It's note. a love note from Fang Fang for Eric Swalwell. Oh my gosh, um, Mike from Mike from Rainbow City says, "Shoot it down." He said it a little different than that, but I'll just I'll just leave it at that. He says, "Shoot it down." Uh, Bob from Decatur says, wait till it gets over D.C. before you shoot it down. <laughs> no, Wop. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Steve from Owens Crossroads. How in the heck did the balloon get past? And he basically puts out the uh, the, the the air defense uh, uh, zone name. You got a caller on line one. I'll take it right at the last second here. So Jason from Huntsville. Jason, how are you doing today, man? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I know how to get the balloon, and it's really simple. Yeah. I can't believe nobody has talked about this yet. Okay. You know, the CIA worked with um, high altitude recovery in the 60s and 70s, and it, it's all you can find it in Wikipedia. You can find research defense articles on it. But you might have seen it in one of the movies where they did a snatch with a C-130 yep. with a tether, that, and the tether was dangled by a balloon. Well, all you have to do is deflate the balloon a little bit, and then you time it, and you do a snatch and grab. It's real simple. 
I, I'm I'm for that. What are we snatching and grabbing is the thing. I mean, we I I wonder do they know what's in that payload or is the payload so big that it would be almost you know, I mean, who knows how much this thing? I mean, it's as big as three buses. So how much of a payload right. can carry? And I wonder. You know, a C-130 can definitely carry that. Well, you and they would, are definitely outfitted. What, what one would hope? And I, I tell you what, I hope this mystery is solved sometime soon because right now it's the freakiest story on the uh, on the news right now. Um, Jason, well, thanks for having me on. Thanks, buddy. Have a good day. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned. We're going to switch gears and go to the Grand Council with our buddies uh, Jeff Poor, Dale Jackson, and me. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.